Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the podcast, and I love to say Amele Kalikimaka, as we are less than two weeks out from Christmas right now, and I hope your December is going great. Now, today's episode is one that I initially thought I would be sharing for the new year, but as I thought about what would be most helpful and beneficial for all of us as we head into the holiday season, I realized that this interview with Ginger Hubbard might be just what a few of you need. I hope so. We're all going to have some time with those kids during Christmas break, right? You might have time already every day right now, but if your kids go to school or they're busy, most likely we all have a little extra time over the holidays. And Ginger Hubbard is somebody I have so much respect for. I have learned from her since literally my older boys were young. I read her book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, and it really inspired my parenting when my older boys were young. And most of you know that my older boys have grown up to be quite... Um, delightful young men. And so I want to give Ginger some credit for the parenting I did in those early, very challenging years. So for those of you with young kids especially, but really no matter what age your kids are, Ginger's going to share six discipline mistakes parents make, as well as a three-step plan at the end that I think you'll find to be very helpful. And my hope is that as you go into the holidays and kids have maybe a little extra sugar, maybe a little extra excitement, um, you might be traveling with extended family, all the different things that holidays bring up. It is my hope that you can catch this episode now, really take some time to think, pray, um, begin to practice some of these tools that Ginger is sharing and 
perhaps have a much more pleasant and peaceful and productive holiday season than you would otherwise. Even if these are things you already know and you're already practicing, I think these are things we all need reminders of every day, and that includes me. So Ginger is awesome. think you're going to love her. She was with me on episode 95 where we were talking about taming your child's tongue. That was an episode people love, so I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, But for today, we are going to get into this topic of discipline. I hope it's helpful and encouraging to all of you. Hey, Ginger, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Monica, it's so great to be back on with you. I think it's been a while since I've been on with you. I had to do some searching and you are on in episode 95. We talked about naming your child's tongue. So I have a feeling after people listen to this, they're going to want to go back and catch even more wisdom um, from you. But just such a, such a pleasure to be back with you. And I'm such a fan. I've learned so much from you over the years. And so before we jump into today's topic, why don't you just give a brief introduction to who you are and what you do and all that. Okay. Well, Ginger Hubbard, as you said, and my favorite thing in the whole world to do is encourage parents Mm. to reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. And I do that through my books. I have some parenting books. Um, Don't Make Me Count to Three was my first one. Uh, The last one was I Can't Believe You Just Said That, which is on (laughs) biblical wisdom for taming your child's tongue. Mm -hmm. And then I have a handy little wise words for moms chart, which is like a quick reference chart that sort of helps moms uh, when they're in the heat of the moment be Mm -hmm. able to locate verses and um, just some heart probing questions to get to the heart behind outward behavior. So, and then I, uh, another way I love to encourage moms is through the Parenting with Ginger Hubbard podcast. That's a weekly podcast mm-hmm. where we talk about all things parenting. And it is so good. I listen to it all the time. You've got a great, I guess she, you call her the host, but you do it together with someone else and you guys are great together. Thank you. So much fun. Yeah. Do you go, is she a friend, somebody you go back with? Remind me her name. Is it? Her name's Katie Morgan. Katie. Yes, and she is the host. Yeah. She's the host of the Parenting with Ginger Hubbard podcast. And we don't we go way back now that we've started doing the podcast right. together. But we actually didn't know each other very well at all when we first started. Uh-huh. Uh, she was familiar with my books and just came up to me and said, "Hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast?" And I didn't know her at all. I was speaking wow. at her church. Oh my! And uh, and I said, "Well, I'm just not as you well know, Monica. <laughs> I am not a technical person. <laughs> all the trouble we had even getting on here today. Right. And so I told Katie the same thing I've told so many people that had asked me about a podcast, and that's that I, you know, I've never really thought about it because I'm just so technically challenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, "Well, I'm really good with technical stuff, and I love go. your material, so let's try it." So we did, and so it, we're three years in now, and we were not, we barely knew each other, but now we're pretty close. Oh, so good! I love it, and and I love listening to your Southern accent. So, have you always lived in the <laughs> South? Tell us where you where you're from and where you are. Yes, I am in Alabama. I was born and raised in mm. Alabama, so you can't hide that Southern. <laughs> and uh, my husband, Ronnie, and I, we've been married for 12 years, and together we have four kids. Uh, I've got Wesley and Alex that were um, my two, and then I've got um, two stepsons that mm. came as a package deal with right. Ronnie 12 years ago, and they're fantastic. And so, so we are great. a blended family here yep. in the South. Awesome. I love that so much. And what's the age range of the kids? 
they're well my oldest wesley just turned 30 and the mm. rest are in their 20s all so right. they're all pretty close in age oh, they're, they're so super fun. close you would think they've always been siblings uh i love that well i'm just kind of hitting that stage with my older two who are now 24 and 22 and uh that adult adult child stage is really special i mean it's got new challenges mm. new things to think about but mm-hmm. i i think it's super fun well I'm excited to talk today a little bit about discipline. And like I said, in our last uh, conversation, we were talking about taming your child's tongue, but today we're probably drawing a little bit more from your Don't Make Me Count to Three book, which I just love. In fact, you wrote that quite a while ago because I was reading that when my adult children were quite a bit younger. What year did that Mm -hmm. originally come out? You know, I'm so bad with dates. <laughs> that that book has been out for, oh, wow. I guess, 20 years, yeah. probably about 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's been around for a while, which oh. makes me very old. Now I have people coming up saying, yeah, my parents yeah. actually <laughs> parented me with your book and now I'm parenting my kids and oh, sometimes grandkids now. So yeah. that makes me feel super old. No way. Yeah. So You're the book's old, old and so am I. But you know what? <laughs> Wisdom principles, I always say they are timeless. It, they do not change with the shifting culture or anything else. Everything in there is so good. Well, um, well, I would love to dive in and talk about some of the keys. You know, the book has so much more in it, so we're not going to get to cover everything. Um, but let's start with just asking you the the hot question, which is what have you found to be the primary problem with the way the world tells us to discipline or train our children? What's going on right now that you see as kind of a, a red flag or a concern? Well, there's just so many faulty child training methods out there. And, you know, what I've discovered to be the common denominator in most all of them is an emphasis on behavioral change Mm -hmm. instead of heart change. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we need to remember that our goal is not just to get our children to outwardly comply, but to reach their hearts with the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so when we adopt these very popular, Mm -hmm. but also very deceptive parenting philosophies and methods that the world offers, Mm -hmm. where the goal is just basically behavior modification, sometimes not even that anymore, Uh, we miss the issues of the heart and really the whole purpose of biblical discipline. So we just Mm. need to learn how to recognize and resist that temptation to parent as we see the world parenting. Mm -hmm. And it's even beginning to, you know, to to filter into our churches. Absolutely. Um, And we just always need to go back and look at the infallible Word of God, where we truly have been provided with everything we need for life and godliness and, and parenting our kids. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I, I do think that it, it's sometimes you don't even realize you are adopting the the culture's ways of doing things when it comes into the church and pretty soon it's just like the norm. So um, why don't you clarify for us then, what is the primary purpose for disciplining our children? You kind of stated it already, but let's make that clear before we jump in. Okay. Well, our whole purpose in training and disciplining our children is to help them understand <laughs> Uh, that their their sinful behaviors stem from a sinful heart, just like their parents yeah, do. Yeah. And the only cure for a sinful heart is Jesus. Mm. That is what we want them to understand. Mm-hmm. When we depend on worldly methods for disciplining our kids that that fail to expose the heart issues that drive that outward behavior, it's so sad because we're missing opportunities mm. to point them to the fact that they are sinners in need of Jesus, who mm. is their only hope for yeah. real change. So what, you know, the thing about that is, Monica, is if we could view all of their 
it changes the way we view things. If yeah. we could view all of their sinful behaviors as these precious opportunities mm. to point our children to Jesus, we would be so much more mm-hmm. righteous in our training, yes. wouldn't we? Oh. We would be joyful and eager all the mm-hmm. time rather than angry and frustrated. And I'll, so I'll be the first to say, I know better than anyone that is so much easier <laughs> said than done. It's true. But we are to strive for our attitude to be like the attitude of Christ. And so that is our goal. I love that. And in those moments where I have embraced that, it, it I always say it kind of gives your parenting more meaning. It makes it more fun and exciting because it's like you you're you're looking for these opportunities. You're you're not surprised by them or sidetracked mm-hmm. or frustrated and annoyed, but you're like, wow, here's an opportunity, right? But it's a mindset mm-hmm. that that takes some time to adopt, I think. Absolutely. It does. And, and then it, but it does change our view. And I used to be like that. I would look at my kids and say, like, why do you act like mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. You know, but really, when we look at the word of God, we shouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't be asking, why do you act like that? Yeah. It's because our, they act like that because they're sinners, just like That's we right. are. And sinners, sinners going to sin. Sinners going to sin. So instead of asking, yeah, so instead of asking, you know, why do you act like that? We, we want to ask ourselves, you know, when they do that, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Are, are we going to get mad and frustrated and just discipline them? Or are we going to really use those, those moments as opportunities to point them to the transformational power of Christ? Mm, so good. Okay, well, I'm excited because you have agreed to cover six of the discipline mistakes that we often make. And again, I don't think I even need to clarify, but you and I will agree that these, these aren't mistakes parents are making because they're being bad parents or they don't want to do well. I think that oftentimes it's just in the heat of the moment and all the things going on, we don't even realize. And yet what a difference it can make when we understand what's happening and make some small shifts. So can you hop in and start with the number one discipline mistake that parents make? Okay, I would say the number one one would be bribing. Um, I think that's probably oh. one of the most common ones that oh, parents yeah. make that that fails to reach the heart, and probably one of the easiest traps to fall into oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is bribing uh, because it's just so tempting to say, mm-hmm. you know, something like, uh, "Honey, if you obey mom in the store today, mm. I'll give you some candy." Oh yeah, and you know, I witnessed this in Walmart uh, one time with this mom telling her, I don't know, her kid looked like he was maybe three years old and was telling the the kid, mom said, come. And the kid took off, you know, running in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And this mom in desperation, you know, yells down the aisle of Walmart, come to mommy and I'll give you a sucker. And like most kids, this kid went from hearing impaired Uh to exceptional hearing Uh and came very quickly to mom's side. But the problem Mm. is this is not training the child in obedience. This is really rewarding the child for stubbornness Mm -hmm. because giving them a reward in order to get them to obey that encourages them in selfishness mm. because their motive for obeying is, yeah, okay, I'll obey for what I can get out of it. And oh, man. a selfish reason. Children should be taught to obey because it's right mm. and because it pleases God mm-hmm. not to get a reward. Oh, so true. And yet again, it takes more time. It takes more energy. But oh, it, if you can do that, if you can make that shift, it pays off for the rest mm-hmm. of their life, right? Okay. Yes. Carry on. Let's hit the second one. Okay. So <laughs> another one is threatening. Mm. And this one usually comes, I think, after we have probably repeated our instruction several mm-hmm. times to no avail. And yeah. so we pull out the big guns Yes. with something like, 
if you don't start sharing your toys right now, I'm going to send them all off to kids who will share. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a threat because oh, yeah. most parents are not going to follow through with that. And that teaches our kids that we don't mean what we say. Yeah. You know, how many of our parents talked about uh, trying to get us to appreciate or share our toys, talked about the kids on the other side of the world who don't have any toys. Yeah. But how many of our parents actually really followed through with that threat and gathered mm-hmm. up all of our toys in the house, boxed up, ta- boxed up, taped up, and shipped them off to 10 buck too? Yeah. And so we need to avoid saying things mm-hmm. that we don't mean, or that's going to cause our children to question our word. And if we cry wolf too many times, we're eventually going to lose our effectiveness Mm. because our kids are going to lose respect for our authority. (sighs) And so, you know, they need to have confidence that our word is our word. And, you know, Monica, I know so often when I'm going through these, people think, well, it just sounds like you did everything right. But I, I, I blew it with my kids. And probably mm-hmm. every one of these at one time or another that I'm going to talk all six of these mistakes, mm-hmm. I blew it mm-hmm. at one time or another. And I read all the great parenting books. Mm-hmm. I even wrote a couple of parenting exactly. books. But I still found Absolutely. myself falling into these traps. Yeah. And, you know, I, Just so that you guys don't think that I always got it right, I'm going to tell you about one time when I fell into the trap of threatening Thank my you. kids. Um, my kids spent the night with my parents, their Nana and Papa, every Tuesday night. They had the best Nana and Papa in the whole world and spent the night with them every Tuesday night. And so on this particular Tuesday, though, I had told the kids they needed to hurry up and get their rooms cleaned up before I took them over there. And Monica, they were just not obeying. They were procrastinating. And instead of, you know, calling them to this obedience, (laughs) I threw out I'd been repeating my instructions over and over, and then I finally threw out a threat. And I said, if you guys don't hurry up and get these rooms cleaned up, y'all are not spending the night with Nana and Papa tonight. (sighs) But I knew good and well, I was not about to forfeit my night alone with no no. kids (laughs) in order to follow through with that threat. And I didn't. So Mm. shame on me. So I blew it some of these times too. Uh, But Matthew 537 says, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. That means Mm. that we're to say what we mean and mean what we say. So we need Mm. to try not to issue that warning or command unless we're willing to follow through and let our our word be our word. It is so true. I think that's huge and a tough one, but so worth the effort. guys, if you have followed me for long, you know that one of my very favorite things is to find the very best resources and pass them along. If you've read my books or taken my character training course, you know that I love to do the work, to do the research, find the best stuff, and then share it. And when my book, Becoming Homeschoolers, comes out in May, you're going to find all my favorite homeschool curriculums as well as other resources and websites. And that book is packed with helpful resources. Well, one of those homeschool curriculums that I do love to talk about is the science and math curriculum that all of my older boys use through middle school and high school. And you can find the science and math curriculum at diveintomath.com. Now, the math program is called Shoreman Math, and it's based on kind of the Saxon approach to math, which I personally love. Um, But there's also some great science classes 
These are self-paced courses using e-learning with auto-grading, grade recording, video solutions, and Q&A support with Dr. Shorman, the instructor. So you're going to hear me talk more about this curriculum that I love so much in the months to come, but definitely go over to diveintomath.com. Check out this science and math curriculum if you happen to be homeschooling or you're considering it. This might be a great option for you to check out. You'll find links over in the show notes, but again, diveintomath.com. Okay, carry on. Let's keep going. Okay, so number three. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Three is repeating our instructions. Mm. And, you know, if you think about it, threatening is along the same lines as repeating our instructions or going back on our instructions, which are also traps that we don't want to fall into. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest stepson, Hudson, is a total history buff, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to battles and war history. He's just helped me to understand, uh, have so much about just battle strategies and how our military works. Hmm. And one thing that I found really interesting is that when we look at some of the most admirable and successful generals of our country, we see that they all had one thing in common. Hmm. They were all certain of their commands before Ooh. they issued them. Wow. Soldiers don't respect or respond well to an uncertain or inconsistent leader, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that goes right along with what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 8. He said, for if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? Wow. And, you know, that's how it is in parenting. If we <laughs> issue these half-hearted commands to our children and we don't require them to follow through immediately, we send mixed signals. <sighs> and that can even cause our children to question their own positions in the family because they become uncertain <clears throat> of when and how to respond to our instructions. Mm-hmm. When we're uncertain and inconsistent and, and, and wishy-washy in our instructions, it can cause our children to be insecure and unsure of their own actions. Wow. So we want to strive to lead our children with confidence so that they can find security yep. and stability in their call to obedience. Oh my goodness. That is so good. I mean, each of these, I feel like we could spend a whole episode just kind of camping out on. Okay, that's a good one. I'm going to be thinking about that one a lot. Go ahead. Okay, so next is appealing to their emotions. (laughs) So I know it's hard not to do. And it's just, but when we try to appeal to their emotions instead of requiring obedience, you know, that's also not going about it the right way either. And I think probably maybe as moms, one of the most typical ways that we might try to appeal to their emotions is by making them feel guilty. Yep, exactly. Something like, after all I do Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. this is how you repay me. Um, But, you know, as moms, 
we do so much for our kids <laughs> and we do make so many sacrifices. So there's truth in that. Uh, but it can it can be so easy for us to start feeling sorry for ourselves yeah. and think that our kids actually owe us mm-hmm. obedience. Mm. But we want our kids' motive for obeying to come from a heart to please God, yeah. not from a parent-inflicted Ooh. guilt trip. Yikes. And let me just say that putting a guilt trip on our kids... Um, it might work. It might sometimes be effective for manipulating their behavior. But even if it does, it stems from a wrong motive. It would be with a motive um, of people pleasing. And I think I've learned the hard way that people pleasing is not a healthy way to live. Wow. And, you know, I think a lot of times the temptation to appeal to their emotions and make them feel guilty stems from our own sinful hearts Mm -hmm. because we're also selfish by Mm -hmm. nature. Mm -hmm. And so we're tempted to internalize it when our kids choose to disobey our instructions. But here's what we need to understand. When we're being self-focused, we're going to view their disobedience Mm -hmm. as a sin against us. Wow instead of a sin against God. And that's a problem. Wow. Again, we don't want our, our motive or, or we don't want to motivate our kids to yeah. obey because it pleases us, yes. but because uh, we want them to um, to please God. Mm. You know, we, we're often responsible for unhealthy habits yes. in our kids, and we don't want them to be enslaved to the emotional mm. bondage of people pleasing. So we need to be really care, careful about that. We want our motive... Um, you know, our children to be motivated to be God pleasers, not people pleasers. Uh, Colossians 3.20 says, children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases mm. the Lord. Yeah. That's the right motive that mm. we want to uh, encourage our kids in. Goodness. That's so good. And I think with all of these, I just keep thinking, but it sometimes it's effective in the moment. And so it's so tempting, right? So I think we have to have that greater good in mind. We have to think big picture plan. What is our calling as parents? Because it it can be really effective, especially certain kids, I think, have that more tender place where they don't want to let down mom and dad. And if they do have that Mm -hmm. tendency to be people pleasers, all the more reason that we don't want to take advantage of that and even create greater issues for them down the road, right? Mm -hmm. That's so good, Monica. That's right. That's Mm. exactly right. Wow. Big responsibility we have. Okay. And then I think the next one might lead us to the title of your book. So this is important. Yes, that was actually where I got the title (laughs) of my first book, Uh, Uh, Don't Make Me Count to Three. because we see these parents, you know, all around us, certainly not us, we would never count, but we see these other parents around us. And, you know, and they'll, a lot of times they'll even hold up three fingers and they'll say, you know, if you don't do this by the time I count to three, Mm -hmm. you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. And so they start that count, you know, and, and you see it, you Mm. can just see how kids respond to it. They'll say one and the child doesn't move. Uh uh Two, the child still doesn't move. Two and a half. Oh, yes. And, and, and so it goes. But the, the problem is that children will rise to the standard that the parents set. Mm-hmm. So if we don't expect our children to obey us until we count to three, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to obey until we start mm-hmm. counting. And so why not expect instant obedience? Mm-hmm. It's so much easier. It's so much more peaceful. It is definitely more biblical, mm-hmm. definitely more less confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just leaves no room for question or confusion. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If my small child is about to step off the curb into a busy street, Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to count to three Mm -hmm. before 
that child obeys. Mm-hmm. Training our children to quickly obey, thats it needs to be the standard. Mm-hmm. So we need to be aware of yeah. things like bribing and threatening and repeating our instructions mm-hmm. and raising our voices and giving them to the count of three, because those things really draw us away mm-hmm. from teaching our children to instantly and completely obey mm-hmm. in a way that pleases God. Oh, you are so right. And, and I've often said, really, my heart's desire is for my kids to grow up and respond quickly to God's still small voice, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want them to have that sensitivity. And what better way to train them than to say, if you can start when you're young, quickly obeying mom and dad's voice, you're going to just be that much more attuned to God's voice later. So that one's... Yes, that is so good because parents are often responsible for the habits of their mm-hmm, kids. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're so right. When we count to three, we can cause our children to get in the habit mm-hmm. of delayed obedience. Yeah. They're, we're preparing them and ultimately... Uh, wanting them to obey God. Yes. So really, when we count to three, if we want them to be in the habit mm-hmm. of biblical obedience, yeah. we need to ask ourselves, do I want my child to obey God mm-hmm. the first time, yeah. the second time, mm-hmm. or the third time? Yes. So that's a good point uh, you have there. So, oh, it is a work in <laughs> it's progress. It's a process. Yes, yes. It's a process. And every child's different. Yes. And some of these... I think are clearly going to apply more to their early years and some of them come up more as kids get older. But I think the next one you talk about um, reasoning with small children, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. And reasoning with small children, that's <laughs> definitely a trap that we don't want to fall into. And let me just be clear. I'm not talking about older children mm-hmm. where some mature, respectful reasoning uh, might be appropriate sure. sometimes. Yes. I'm talking about reasoning with the really, really, you know, young kids yeah. when we're really teaching them the importance of obeying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, for example, like maybe mom asked her six-year-old, mm-hmm. honey, don't you want to come and eat lunch now? Mm. Mm. No, thanks, Mom. I'm playing with my cars. Right. Oh, but sweetie, your hot dog's going to get cold if you don't come and eat totally. now. That's okay, Mom. I think I'd rather play with my cars. Well, honey, I thought if you'd come on and eat right now, we might have time to go to the park after lunch. Mm. And so, you know, instead of just simply telling her son in a scenario like this mm. what she's wanting and mm-hmm. expecting that prompt obedience, this mom is trying to talk her child into obedience. Yeah. Parents who try to reason Mm. with really young children normally end up frustrated Mm. and quite often outwitted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then we, a lot of times, wind up resorting to a bribe in Mm. order to get the response that we're after. Here's the problem. Reasoning with young children in an attempt to get them to obey, it causes confusion Mm -hmm. because it places that child in a position that they are not mature or responsible enough to handle. Mm -hmm. It erases that line of authority between the parent and the child, and it brings that child up to a peer level with the parent. Mm -hmm. And that causes confusion. Mm -hmm. It can even cause insecurities when they're that little. Yes. So we need to clearly instruct our kids and then expect that obedience. Mm, That is so, so good. I love that. And um, in my book, Raising Amazing, I have a chapter on yeses and nos. and, And I just have seen firsthand the security it brings a child to just give that clear boundary of where they can go, where they can't go, when it's okay, when it's not okay, because I think that they are looking to us. Like, they don't know what's all right. They don't know, you know, how much is too much screen time. They don't know Mm -hmm. which friends' houses they should spend time in. But if we can be confident in what we say, I've seen my kids in their expression even um, become more secure in that moment. Even if they want to fight you, even if they don't like your response, there is a security that brings for sure. Absolutely. I have a feeling a lot of people listening are like, yeah, these all make sense, but why do I struggle? Why why is it so hard? 
what what is it? it help us to understand what's going on within our own selves maybe that makes this such a difficult process why it's so easy to i mean like i said i fell into these traps sometimes mm-hmm. myself why is it so easy again i think it's because we are selfish mm-hmm. by nature um, even as parents, we're selfish in everything, mm. including our time and where we put mm. our energy. Doing the right thing usually takes a lot more time and effort than doing the quick things. So, so we have this natural tendency to go for this quick, quick easy fix, fix mm-hmm. so that we can get back to our own agendas. Mm. So as the scripture says, we're dragged away and enticed uh, from what God has called us to do and and we are enticed by what we want to do. James 1.14 says, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. And, you know, I'll just confess that I was so often the pot calling the kettle black there because I'm just as selfish as the next person by nature, which is why I found, my, I found myself falling into some of these things too. Totally. Sometimes. But we are called to train our children in the ways of the Lord mm-hmm. and to point them to their need for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, But we also have to remember that we need Jesus to help us do that as parents. Mm. We need to cry out to God and seek Him in our weaknesses because 1 Corinthians 12, 10 ensures us that when we are weak, Mm. He is strong. So we cry out to Him and say, help us Mm -hmm. to parent the way that you've called us to parent and in ways that will point our kids to Jesus. Right. So, So, you know, and again, the, the, the things that we talked about here, they're ineffective because all everything that we talked about may manipulate the child's behavior to a certain extent, but they all fail to reach the heart. Yeah. And you know, but they're very popular yeah. in our world today, mm-hmm. uh, which is why Colossians two eight warns us: see to it that no one takes you captive mm. through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition yes. and the basic principles of this world. Mm-hmm rather than on Christ. Monica, you know as well as I do that we live in an age that defies God at Mm -hmm. every point, including child training. The world tries to tell us to train our kids, and and there's a lot of philosophies out there now that are saying, don't even do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right, Mm -hmm. but in the end, it leads to destruction. So all of these experts worldly experts trying to convince us that their methods are best. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to remember that 1 Corinthians 3.18 tells us that the wisdom of this world mm. is foolishness mm-hmm. in God's sight. Amen. God's word is truth. Mm-hmm. God's word is wisdom. So we need to make sure that the people we're listening to, mm-hmm. the people um, who are encouraging us in our parenting, are depending yeah. on the life-giving truths of God's word to do it. Oh, that's so important. And, and again, rare and rare all the time. And so be, do do your due diligence in checking out who you're listening to, right? Just because it pops mm-hmm. up on social media doesn't mean it's trustworthy. So that's right. just because it may look good oh. or even sound good does not necessarily mean that it's biblical. Oh, that's some solid stuff you just shared. And I'm going to go through and grab all those scriptures again and keep them in front of me because they're so important. As we come here to the end of the year, I want to pause real quick to make sure that you know that this podcast is a part of a big network of podcasts all run by Christian Parenting Podcast Network, which 
over the past couple of years has grown so much. They are reaching hundreds of thousands of families all over the world with a total of 37 different podcasts. Christian Parenting's mission is to help parents all around the world grow into the perfectly imperfect parents God created them to be so that they can confidently raise the next generation of culture-changing Christians. You know that's what I'm all about. Christian Parenting provides digital and printed resources and encouragement that is rooted in biblical truth. But you probably also know that creating resources and running podcasts is not free. Just like everything else in this world, these things take a lot of time and financial commitments. As a donor-based ministry, Christian Parenting relies on generous donors like you to continue to make podcasts like this happen. So if you love this podcast, and I hope you do, would you consider giving a year-end gift to Christian Parenting? That is one way you could support this podcast and all the other podcasts in the network. Every gift matters and every gift makes a difference. So you can easily give a year-end gift over at cpgive.org. Again, it's letter CP as in Christian Parenting, give.org. And that is one way you can support this podcast and help reach more families in the year ahead. But the good news is... You told us six things to avoid, but in your books, you do share a three-step plan, and I know you can't go into all of it, but can you just shed a little light on that to give us a little bit of hope, maybe some direction about how to do things right, rather than just the things we shouldn't be doing? Yes, yes. So I do encourage a three-step plan that really derives straight from Scripture. Um, step one is to always try to ask heart-probing questions. Mm. You know, if you think about it in all the stories in Scriptures, when someone did something wrong, Jesus didn't point his finger in their face and say, this is what you did wrong, and this is what you should have done instead. So often he would ask heart-probing questions. Mm -hmm. And what that did is it helped the people uh, evaluate what was going on in their own hearts. Mm -hmm. So that's step one, ask some heart-probing questions. Mm -hmm. And then steps two and three are based on the Ephesians verse, uh, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, those, that, that passage. It says we're to put off our old selves and put on our new self. So mm -hmm. step two is what to put off. What does God's word say about that particular behavior and what it can lead to? Yes. And then step three is what to put on, how mm -hmm. to replace what is wrong with what is right in accordance with God's word. Mm. So, so that's what my can, resources do is help parents do that. I love that so much. Can you give us maybe one example of what that might look like to walk a child through those three steps? Yeah, sure. Uh, how about disobeying? Because all kids are going to struggle with disobeying. <laughs> yeah. um, let's just say, uh, you know, we talked about the mom in Walmart that told her three-year-old mm -hmm. to come to her and he didn't obey. So for a really young, young child here, we can start, some people think, oh, I can't start this till they're like 12 and, mm -hmm. you know, really have all this uh, conversation, verbal skills and all that. And that's not necessarily true. Even with a two and a half or three-year-old, say that you tell that child to come to you and he doesn't obey. Mm -hmm. Very simple heart probing question for that age is, honey, did you obey? Hmm. Or did you disobey? Wow. Very simple question. So that just helps simple. them to take ownership mm -hmm. for the sin that's in their heart, mm. which is going to help them recognize their need for Jesus. Mm. And, you know, don't get into power struggles. Some parents who are listening might say, yeah, well, I could ask my kid that, and he would just clam up and not answer. Mm -hmm. Don't get into a power struggle. Just answer for him. Honey, you disobeyed. Mm -hmm. I told you to come to me, and you didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's disobeying. Yeah. And then what are they to put off? They're to put off disobedience. Colossians says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So that's what they're to put on. Mm. So um, probably the most popular tool I have, Monica, to help parents do that very quickly is my Wise mm -hmm. Words for Moms chart. I have a copy. Um, it's just a very, 
Yes. Yeah, just a quick reference flip chart. I list 22 different behaviors. I, and, and then I do this three-step plan for every one yep. of those behaviors. Just a couple of heart probing questions, what to put off, what to put on in accordance with the scripture. Because we're busy. We Sometimes we don't have time to go yes. look all these passages up. So I ba- basically it's a cheat sheet. It's a I've cheat just sat sheet. Down and done the homework. You done have. the homework for the parents. I have a copy. Mm-hmm. I've had it for years and I love it. And I feel like it is. It's like, wait, what scripture is that? Like, I want to make sure to correct my children using scripture. So I love that you've done the work for us. It is so good. Okay. Well, before I let you go, any final words of encouragement or wisdom for the parents listening? Yeah, let me do that. But let me also say um, that if you're, if anyone's interested in that Wise Words mm-hmm. for Moms chart or the book you mentioned, Don't Make Me Count to Three, um, I can offer your listeners a 10% discount oh, nice. on my website, gingerhubbard.com. They awesome. can get 10% off if they um, enter the code parenting at checkout on any of those resources we talked about today. Awesome. So yes, yes, yes. Final word of encouragement. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking that it could be that, that some of the listeners today have fallen into some of these traps mm. and are feeling a little bit discouraged after hearing this episode, they might be thinking, you know, I've already blown it. It's just too late Mm -hmm. or too overwhelming to start over with a new way of training. But I just want to say it is never too late to begin training your children in the ways of the Lord. God knew Mm -hmm. when you would be hearing this message today, and He knows your heart to raise your children in the truths of His Word. His timing is always perfect, Mm -hmm. no matter what the ages of your kids are. Um, You know, just real quickly, my parents didn't become Christians and, and start implementing biblical principles with me until I was 18 years old. Wow. So if it was not too late for me, it is not too late for your kids. Um, So be excited. Don't don't walk away from here uh, listening to this podcast and be discouraged. Be excited that God has provided you with everything you need for a fresh start. Yes. And remember that God's mercies are new every morning Mm. and great is His faithfulness. Oh, what a good word to wrap up with. Thank you so much. And for those who want to run to your website now and grab what you've got, uh, share with us your website and anywhere else people can find you and your resources. Yep. Um, well, it's great if they can go to gingerhubbard.com and they can get 10% off by entering the code parenting at checkout. Um, my stuff is available on other online retailers and I know that are super convenient, but it does actually help support our ministry and our podcast when people purchase directly through my website. So that's why I like to offer that discount. Awesome. And once again, your podcast is? Uh, the podcast is the Parenting with Ginger Hubbard podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a weekly podcast where our primary goal is to encourage and equip parents to reach yeah. beyond outward behavior, address the issues of the heart, and point their children to the transformational power of Christ. And from a practical standpoint, uh, Katie Morgan and I, the host, we are super passionate about helping parents move past the frustrations mm-hmm. of not knowing how to handle all of these different issues yeah. and into a confident, biblical, heart-oriented mm-hmm well-balanced approach to raising their kids. Yeah. And you guys cover all kinds of things. Lots of great topics. Scroll through that feed and you're going to find everything that you've probably been looking for. So Ginger, thank you so much for your time. It's just been awesome to have you on. Thank you. All right, guys, I hope you found that conversation to be super encouraging and inspiring. And yes, there will be lots of notes found over in show notes, which today are at monicaswanson.com forward slash ginger dash Hubbard. And that is H-U-B-B. 
A-R-D. All right. Um, if you have not yet given this podcast a rating or review, I would sure appreciate it if you would take a moment to do that. You just go right there on your phone, scroll down in the podcast app to where you see five stars, tap on those, and then you can leave a few words about what you love most about this podcast. Feel free to mention today's episode if this was especially encouraging. Also, I love it when you just share this podcast with your friends. You can do that by word of mouth. That always works. Um, Also by just taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing it to your social media stories. All right. So thank you guys so much for being here. I know it's a busy time of year, so I hope this was an encouragement to you. And I've got another couple great episodes to wrap up 2023 and then so much on the docket for the new year. So I cannot wait to continue to do life alongside all of you. Thanks again for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Mm -hmm.